Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFUO Radio. That includes podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. It's time for our moment on the lighter side this afternoon during the Midday Moments program for this Monday. And this afternoon, we have a most unique guest. We started our conversation with him last week, and now again, we welcome one of the original sheep from the first Christmas night, a sheep by the rather lengthy name of Robert Alice's McKillicuddy. Man, that's oh, a, my, a whole that, mouthful. That's that, that, it. It's a mouthful. But all my friends just call me for short, Bob. Uh, that's good because I wouldn't have wouldn't have to want to call you Robert Alicious McGillicuddy all the time. McGillicuddy. Yeah. So, yeah. just uh, I'll call you Bob. Uh, before we get started today, could we go back to what we were talking about last week? Sure, Bob. Last week we were talking how surprising it was that God announced the birth of his son to a bunch of lowly shepherds rather than, say, the leaders of the church and the state. And actually, if you think about it, it really does make sense. I mean, after all, two years later, he did inform King Herod and the high priest and all the rest of them leaders in Jerusalem about the birth of the Christ. But none of them even bothered to come and see for themselves. Uh, the only thing they did was send a bunch of soldiers to try and kill him. No wonder God didn't invite them to the birthday party. Uh, but it was something else I wanted to share. Something from the story of David, the shepherd king we talked about. Right. You pointed out nobody, not even his own family, thought David had the qualities of a king. They figured being a shepherd was as good a job as he could get. It was something I read across in the Bible you may find that surprising, but yeah, we read the Bible too. Uh, something that God said to Samuel when he went out to find the new king of Israel. Something that goes along with the shepherds we're going to talk about today. I just read it last night. It's right there in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. Okay. okay there, see, I got that. I'm fast. I don't know if you knew that. That's one of my specialties. No, I did not know. Are and, you really quick at finding Bible yeah, stuff? Yeah, really fast. I'm much faster than a sheep. Well, oh, right, wait that's a minute. you got fingers. Yeah, Try I have fingers. With, with yeah, hoofs. Whatever we sheep have. I don't know what you call them. Hoofs, I think. Uh, anyway. Hoofs, that's what they are, yeah. So I'm glad I could help here. So I've got that passage. Uh, and uh, it was actually saved from last week. Let me let me see here. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his statue, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So you see, that's why God didn't invite the generals and kings and priests of the day, but rather the shepherds. Because he doesn't look at a man's outward accomplishments. But at his heart. Are you saying that shepherds were better people than Jewish leaders? Oh, not at all. <laughs> I'm saying just the opposite. I'm saying the shepherds were quite well aware they weren't such good people. That's why they were eager to hear the message of the angels. That was largely ignored by the upper crust of Jewish society. But you'll see what I mean as we get to that message. For that's what I'd like to talk about uh, today. The message of the angels. You know, that's one part of the Christmas story that always amazes me. I thought how wonderful it must have been to witness the angelic choir. I often thought how much stronger my faith would be if only I could see the host of angels or even just one angel. You know, I, I noticed a lot of you humans think that way. I guess you just don't pay attention. What do you mean, don't pay attention? 
Well, if you read your Bible, you'll find angels evoke a feeling of anything but faith. Oh, I just read there in Luke uh, about the angel that came to a priest named Zechariah. Okay. That's chapter 1, verse 11. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. And read about Mary and her angel. And the angel Gabriel came to her, but she was greatly troubled at the saying. You see, angels don't evoke faith. They evoke fear. Maybe at first, but... Who wouldn't be shocked by some strange alien being suddenly showing up when you least expect it? But after they got over the initial shock, Zachariah and Mary believed because of the angels. <laughs> really? Uh, read what Zechariah says when the angel tells him he's going to have a baby. And Zechariah said to the angels, How shall I know this? For I am an old man. My wife is advanced in years. And read what Mary says when the angel tells her she will be with child. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? You see, they didn't respond to the angel with faith, but with skepticism. And rightfully so. Just because an angel tells you something doesn't mean you should believe it. Why, the Apostle Paul warns that Satan can take on the appearance of an angel of light. And furthermore, Paul says, even if an angel is talking to you, if the angel should preach another gospel, that angel should be accursed. You know, you're pretty well versed in the Bible. I'm surprised. I didn't know sheep could read. Well, there's nothing much to watch on television anymore. Uh, so that's why. Well, well, anyway, let's get on with our story. And we'll see the same thing happens with the angels come uh, coming to the shepherds. Now, you're already there in Luke 2. So just go ahead and read Luke 2, verse 8 and following. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. That's me. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad that's you. And the angels of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. You're right, Bob. Their reaction was like everybody else. They were afraid. Oh, actually, even more so. I was there. They were terrified. That brings up an interesting question. What about you sheep? Were you afraid? Well, we sheep, we aren't like you humans when it comes to fear. It seems the things you humans are most frightened of are the things you don't even need to fear. You're afraid of stuff like ghosts. I tell you, I would be much more afraid of the living than the dead. You're afraid of the unknown, like, like that medical test the doctor ordered, even though it probably won't show a thing. What are you sheep afraid of, then? Well, we focus on things that are real and concrete, that you have a good reason to fear, like wolves and bears. So are you saying that you weren't afraid of the angelic host? Well, normally, you know, I, I don't think we would have been that afraid, but we were that night. Why? Uh, because our shepherds were frightened. And any right-thinking sheep knows that whatever troubles this shepherd ought to trouble him as well. You know, Bob, I was looking over these passages you just had me read, and while it's true everybody reacted in fear to the angels, apparently God didn't want them to be afraid. In every instant, the first word the angels said was, fear not. Oh, good point, Mr. Duncan. You're right. God doesn't want his creatures to be afraid. Of course, in this sinful world, there are plenty of things to fear. 
Right? Sin, death, and the devil. Yeah. That sin thing even makes you humans afraid of God himself. Just like Adam and Eve hiding in the bushes. But God doesn't want his creatures to be afraid. That's why he gave us sheep shepherds. So that even when we're walking through a valley full of lions and bears, their rod and their staff comforts us. And as for you humans, why, he gave you his word so you could be comforted too. And what comforting word is it, Bob? For God speaks the same word to us that he spoke to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And that brings me back to my original point. Don't you see that message would have been wasted on the priests and kings of Jerusalem? Well, they were powerful, wealthy, good men. What need would they have of a Savior? Why, if they needed saving, they had plenty of money and good works and power to do it themselves. I see your point. However, the humble shepherds looked down on by men and troubled by their own conscience would have rejoiced to know that God had sent them a Savior. I suppose they heard that message and were filled with faith. Well, not exactly. As we said about Zechariah and Mary, the initial reaction to an angel is fear. And even after you hear the angelic message, there is still skepticism. So, you mean even after witnessing a host of angels singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased, the shepherds refuse to believe? I I didn't say they refused to believe. I just said they were skeptical. Uh, There's a big difference between stubborn unbelief and, and honest questions. To the unbeliever, about all God can do is show him his wrath in hopes of breaking his hardened heart. But to those who have questions and that are skeptical, he has a kindlier way. But that's the subject for our discussion next week. Okay, well, until next week, Bob, happy grazing. Happy grazing? Well, I guess you don't... Well, you probably do graze a lot, don't you, Mr. Duncan? Anyway, see you next week. See you. We are the Messenger of Good News, KFUO, AM850 here in the St. Louis region worldwide at KFUO.org.